And uh, how are you doing? How are you feeling? What is going on in your life? What's popping? What's tea? Okay, we're back for episode four. Can y'all believe we've been on this train for a whole month? I can't believe it. It's going too fast because we're almost coming to the end. <laughs> we're almost coming to the end to the first season, y'all. We only have two more episodes left. And then I will be on a hiatus until season two. Okay. I know it's a little sad, but I just wanted to get this first season out the way so I can see the good, the bad, what I need to work on, what I'm going to improve, all those things. And I'm going to come back in season two, though, I will be having guests. So you all can actually start recommending people to come on the podcast. I already have some people in mind um, and you all can expect that around May. But until then, we're going to be tuned for this episode. We're going to enjoy this episode because I got some good things on this episode. But first, if you are new here, Hey Friends with Layla Elise is a podcast for comedic and introspective souls. In this podcast, you can expect to have a good giggle, but you can also expect to have some good conversations to um, exercise your intellect and perspective as well. So I'm excited to be back for episode four. Y'all know I got to catch y'all up on my life. So let's see what's going on. So I have been doing really, really well, y'all. I've been feeling really good, very much in a Zen type of mindset. Okay, like I've been very much like whatever goes, goes. God is in control and I am just his vessel type of type of state. You know what I mean? Sometimes when you just go through all the unnecessary anxiety and pressure, you just get to a certain point where you just be like, I'm just going to sit back, right? Like, I'm going to just sit back. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm just letting all the cards just fall where they may. And letting God do the work. And I'm going to just be like, God, when you ready, just tap me on the shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I'm at right now. So I know I told y'all last week I'm going to be sharing y'all my affirmations. And this week, my affirmation is I am a person, not a problem. And I was listening to another podcast and... The lady was basically talking about how a lot of the times we as people feel burdened or feel as though we are less than compared to other people in our lives. And that is the reason why we don't necessarily share certain experiences or feelings and why uh, we hold on to certain things um, to ourselves because we feel like we would be of disservice to someone else. And I feel like that is definitely something that I'm working on and something that I know a lot of people can relate to. So I decided to make that my affirmation of I am a person, not a problem because um I don't know, I feel like just repeating that, seeing that every day for the entire week has really been putting into perspective that I'm a person, I am not a burden, I am not something that is disservice I am not devalued undervalued um anything like that I am a person I am a person of purpose a person of feeling a person of emotion um and just a person who um has life and has life more abundantly so I just wanted to make that my affirmation this week and um I'm hoping that this will be you know affirmation for you that you can think of that you will relate to and that um definitely sparks that spark in your mind as well All right, y'all know what time it is. It's time for No Bueno. And No Bueno is a segment where I share a story or experience, whether it's in the news or just in my daily life or from what I hear. And I'm going to tell y'all the nitty gritty. I'm going to tell y'all if I agree or disagree, aka Bueno or No Bueno. 
when I was on Instagram about a week or two ago, I saw that somebody posted that Bath and Body Works um, had like this uh, black owned like candle wall or whatever with some uh, candles um, relating to Black History Month. And I was like, oh my God, for real? Like, let me go. So I was out shopping for a client and I was in um, close nearby to a Bath and Body Works. So me and my mom was like, you know, let's go. So we went to Bath and Body Works. Lo and behold, we find the wall. So I'm looking at the wall and I'm like, ooh, like, look at this candle. Look at this candle. The candles, by the way, they have like uh, the nice little, I don't want to say black print. But what's the word? Like dashiki type look, the kente print cloth. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm like, ooh, like, okay, look at Bath and Body Works getting up there. So I look at the candle and I'm looking closely and my mom was like, Layla, these are not new scents. And I was like, what you mean? She was like, girl, this says like, I can't remember the scent, but it was probably like a coconut something or like a vanilla, warm vanilla sugar, you know, something that they already had basically. She was like, Layla, these are not new scents. And I was like, you for real? She was like, girl, yes, they just put them in a new candle. So I was like, girl, so you telling me Bath and Body Works basically took some wax out of an old candle and put it in a new candle with some new print on it okay so a couple days ago (laughs) I was on social media and I saw some people talking about the same thing with Bath and Body Works having these candles um by the way y'all they are taking a percentage of the profit from that and donating it to um some black organizations um I believe it's five hundred thousand dollars so also keep that in mind but when I was on social media some people were sharing their experience of going to Bath and Body Works and just seeing these candles in general and a lot of people were saying that Bath and Body Works um literally just put on some kente cloth on the candle and said hey happy Black History Month and then I also saw some other people who were saying at least it's something at least Bath and Body Works is contributing to Black History Month and Black Excellence um and that a lot of y'all who are complaining will never be satisfied. Uh, this is a hard one because I, I agree with both sides. I understand both sides. Um, but I feel like there is a certain point where we have to stop accepting mediocre support as maximum support. Okay. And them just taking an old scent and basically refurbishing it or revamping it to be um, a part of a Black History Month celebration or celebratory action um, is mediocre to me. I feel like Bath and Body Works, if they really wanted to contribute, they would have came out with some new scents. Or if they didn't want to come out with some new scents, maybe you feature um, some Black-owned candle lines, some Black-owned um, lifestyle brands or incest and all that type of stuff to... You know what I'm saying? Promote those friends who are actually black owned, who are actually black people for Black History Month. Um, now, again, we don't know if they if black, um, excuse me, if Bath and Body Works had some um, black people contribute to this, contribute to um, the candle wallpaper or um, any of the new ideas. We never know. OK, but I hope that they did. Um, and if they didn't, then um I, I don't really know how I feel about that. But in all honesty, y'all, I'm going to give this a no bueno. It's very mediocre, very um, minimum effort and support to me. 
Um, I feel like Bath and Body Works is worth so much more. And I feel like they could have gave more and they could have did more. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like sometimes when a lot of these predominantly white organizations and brands or businesses uh, basically just donate money, but they're not actively um, involved in certain movements or involved in incorporating people of color in their own employment or in their own leadership positions or uh, anything like that. I hope that Bath and Body Works is doing that. But since we do not know that, then I'm going to assume that they don't have that. So I'm going to give this a no bueno. I'm interested. I'm very, very interested to see and hear from what you all think about this. If you think that um, this is bueno or no bueno, or if you like um, what Bath and Body Works did or is doing for Black History Month, or if you feel kind of similar to how I'm feeling that it's minimum effort and it's mediocre. Um, I'm interested to see, like I said, I agree with both sides. I agree that there are some people who will never be satisfied when it comes to um, people supporting the black movement. But I also feel like when do we stop um, letting people say black lives matter and then giving them a hug and a round of applause? You know, there has to be some action. There has to be some continued effort um, and not just a one time thing or a one size fits all. If that makes sense, um, I'm not a racial expert, so please keep that in mind. But again, I feel like this is a no bueno, but let me know what y'all think. I'm very interested to see. Are you needing fashion advice? If so, Asila is just for you. Asila is my business where I focus on style and wear for my clients. As a fashion and personal stylist, my goal is to make my clients feel comfortable and confident through fashion. I believe that looking your best allows you to feel your best, and I want you to experience your best self too. To learn more about Asila, visit www.asilawear.com. That is www.esila wear.com to read more about the mission, book your appointment, and find our social media. I already know that Asila is the perfect match for you, so get started today. For this episode, I told y'all earlier this week that I was going to be answering your questions about what I have learned from being an entrepreneur, any advice, um, and just sharing a deeper experience of my entrepreneurial journey. Now, disclaimer. <laughs> I am going to be answering your questions, yes, but I also want to make sure and let you all know that I am not an expert, okay? So just because you listen to me does not mean you will make a million dollars by the end of the year or six figures by the end of the year. I have not reached that goal myself, so I just want to make clear that um, I am just listening to your experience and giving you my experience and you can fill in the gaps where need be, okay? So just making that clear, just making my position um clear but also listen to the truth that of what i'm saying as well okay so i'm gonna try and be as accurate and informational as possible but also uh don't hold me to the throat <laughs> first question all right hey layla i am an upcoming makeup artist and i want to gain clientele I know you shared that in your first year of starting your styling business, you also had struggled with upkeeping your clients. I am worried that if I don't do something sooner, I will have to start from scratch all over again. 
I enjoy the podcast and I'm interested to hear your advice. Okay. So as a makeup artist and just as an entrepreneur in general, that's okay. So you need to get rid of the old agenda that you have watched and heard from other people and focus on your own lane, your own purpose and your own goals in your business. Okay. Number one, if you are wanting to gain clientele, um, post on your social media. Post um, as much as you can, as frequently as you can, and post original content. Uh, don't post a lot of things that people have already posted, but post things that um, will continue to uh, show up on people's feed. Because when you show up on people's feed, it gives people and potential um, customers that, oh, hey, like this person does makeup in your sense, um, in your case. So um, I'm going to keep them in mind when I do need my makeup done. I don't know how many times um, where I have posted and people have DM me and inquired an appointment. So post as frequently as you can post your original content and repost, repost things that you have already posted before, because like I said, it's going to continue to pop up um, to people's feed and that's going to be good. Number two, Make sure that if you are not having clientele, that you are still practicing, that you are still um, putting in um, work into your business. So as a makeup artist, um, do it on yourself. If you're not getting clients, do makeup on yourself and post it. Um, do makeup on yourself and go live. Or, um, yeah, like do your makeup and go live and um, talk about the different misconceptions about makeup and the different tips and advice that you should give people when doing their own makeup. Um Find different creative ways that you can still do your art and do your business and your work without um, spending an arm and a leg. So post as frequently as you can. Practice on yourself and other people because that's what I did when my business um, was not necessarily thriving as I would like it to. Um, I would still style people. Style my family, style my friends, style people that you know. I mean, excuse me, do makeup of people that you know. You know, always practice because when that time comes for your clients to be ready to book an appointment, you want to be ready. You want to be experienced. You want to be um, just having the resources to service them because a lot of the times we want clientele. We want a lot of people to come to us, but when they come to us, we're not ready. We're unprofessional and we're, um, we just don't have the things that they're looking for. So while you are in your waiting season of gaining your clientele, be consistent, be intentional, um, and never lose sight of why you started your business as well. Question two, hi girl, what is your opinions on a brand relaunching? I've seen a lot of businesses recently celebrate a relaunch and I want to know the purpose. First of all, hey, (laughs) but relaunching or rebranding is um, basically it's after the initial launch um, and it's usually after a time of hiatus or a time of being away from business. And it's usually when a business um, looks at their old business and looks at the new business that they would like to incorporate. And relaunching is basically that middle ground. So what is it that we need to do to get into this new era and new wave of business? Um, so relaunching comes with new items, new services, um, but it also involves taking away old things that they don't necessarily want to incorporate anymore. So for example, a lot of the times in when it comes to relaunching, people will publish a new website or people will add take away old products that weren't necessarily selling as much and they'll keep the ones that work so relaunching is basically re-strategizing um and being flexible in new operations so as a customer if you see that a brand is relaunching you should also be excited because that means that the business owner is very serious about their business that they have taken the time to look at their business and that they are being intentional about how to um 
operate in their business. So relaunches are good. I recommend rebranding as often as you can. Do I think you should announce it every time you rebrand? No, but always, always, always um, look at your business and strategize your business business accordingly. Here we go. How do you deal with angry or difficult customers? Ooh. <laughs> I've had some experiences where customers were really, really difficult. So here's the thing. When it comes to customers being rude or disrespectful or just very mean or hard to work with, you need to listen to them. Okay, as a business owner, you have to be respectful. You have to um, take into account of what they are saying. So make them a first priority. Still listen to them. Still be professional. Okay, still be professional. Um but also listen to what they are saying. Sometimes there is a little bit of truth in the anger that they are representing. Do I think that the way they are showing their anger is right? Absolutely not. Because if you're rude, you're rude. <laughs> but sometimes there is also a little bit of truth in what they're saying. So if they're angry at you about a certain product or if they are um, just disliking a certain experience about your business, then take that into account. But also, if it's something that's consistent. So if every time you do business with a certain customer or client, it's always something. You know, you can never have a successful transaction of business and it's just always some mess. <laughs> then don't do business with them anymore. Um, kindly tell them that you will not accept um, any more of their business, that you appreciated their business, but um, you no longer will want to do business with them. And be professional, like I said, stick with that, stick to your boundaries and um, go from there. So be respectful, to, uh, keep them number one, but also know when you need to end the business relationship. Next question. Okay, so this question, I think that we all as business owners can listen to. So the question is, what is the hardest part about getting consistent business or purchases? The hardest part, and I think I've shared this before, but the hardest part is the waiting season. The waiting season of when am I going to get the business? Why am I not getting the business? Or what am I doing wrong? Sometimes you have to know as a entrepreneur that sometimes it's not in your control um you can do everything right and still not have 50 clients booked or 50 customers uh placed an order by the end of the week and that is okay um when it comes to consistent business it's going to take time so it's not going to be something that's overnight and it's not going to be something that is easy um but when you are getting orders make sure you go above and beyond so um Give them a discount or a coupon code every now and then. Not all the time, but every now and then. Um, throw seasonal deals. Um, participate in um, different, uh, what's the word? In different events in your city. Go to vendor shops. Um, network as often as you can. I hate networking <laughs> because I just don't like uh, talking to uh, strangers, I guess you could say, but um, network as often as you can. I know I don't like it, but it is necessary to grow. So um, capitalize on the opportunities that are nearby. Go to vendor shops, go to events, talk about your business, post about your business, um, and 
literally be a living example of your business. So for me as a stylist, if I am styling people, then I have to look like a stylist. If you are somebody who is a makeup artist and you want to um, be uh, or get more clientele, then you need to have your makeup done when you go talk to these people. If you are a hair um, braider or a hairstylist, you need to have your hair done. You cannot be a hairstylist out here trying to promote hair and your hair is not done. So when it comes to consistent business, you literally have to exemplify, exemplify, excuse me, <laughs> what you are trying to sell, what you are trying to be. And the business will come naturally. Um, Like I said, it's going to take time. Don't become frustrated. Just be authentic to you. Don't lose sight of why you started your business. But also when the time comes for business, make sure you're ready and make sure you have done the work beforehand to be ready for that business. So this next question is a little bit more detail oriented, but I'm going to try my best to answer this as clearly as possible. So can you explain why it is more expensive to shop smaller than in larger business? How do you feel as an entrepreneur of a small business? Your outlook on other businesses has changed. And do I support more small or larger businesses since starting my own? So the first question, why is it more expensive to shop in smaller businesses? Because there are more fees, there's uh, less people working for them, um, and there is more labor. It is more expensive to shop smaller because there's um, there's not a lot of people working for that company or that business. Um, usually a smaller business or a really, really small business, how it is now, it's really only like one to two people working for a business. So if it's one to two people for a business, let's say, for example, a product is $60. Now you're probably like, why is this product $60? You have to pay for the packaging, the packaging of that product. You also have to pay for the ingredients to that product. You also have to pay for the shipping. Some people include shipping in their um, products, but if they do list, we're just going to count that. <laughs> but you have to pay for shipping in that product. And you also have to pay for the labor and now the actual profit. Um, so three of those things are not necessarily going into you. So let's say, for example, like we said, the product is $60. The actual profit, once all the expenses are taken out, will probably only be $25. So for a smaller business, those um, expenses are a little bit higher um, or more, I should say, because there's less people working for them. Um, but it's also, um, it's all about labor as well, because they're literally doing everything. And, and also, you have to remember, like I said, that they are probably not receiving all of that money. I know I'm just going to be transparent. I know um, when I first started doing my uh, custom denim, I charged about uh, $25, um, but I only received maybe about $9 a profit because I had to purchase the jeans. I had to get new, um, uh, what is the word? I'm losing my words, new tools, excuse me, to distress the denim. And then I also sometimes pay for shipping. So if I was charging $25, I only got like $9 a profit. I don't do that no more. <laughs> the Lord has saved me from that. But you have to keep that in mind as a customer and also as a business owner to um, charge your worth and charge what it is that you absolutely need to upkeep your business. Because if you will not charge what you need to charge, you will not be able to be successful, okay? How do I feel as an entrepreneur of a small business, my outlook on other small businesses or large businesses, and if it has changed? 
um, on small businesses, it has changed because I used to be that person that would be like, oh my gosh, this is too much money. I'm not spending that, you know, as a customer when I, or as a business owner and a customer, when it comes to looking at other people's inventory, instead of saying that's too much money, I just say, well, that's not in my budget. So yeah, I feel like my outlook has definitely changed when it comes to um, smaller businesses. Last question of this part. Do I support more small or larger businesses than starting my own? I definitely am more um, intentional about supporting small businesses, especially my friends. I always try and make sure. Um, and that is a goal for me this year that I want to buy from all of my friends' businesses this year. I've bought from two of them so far. So I'm going to um, basically try and do that at least every month. Um, but yes, I definitely do um, support more smaller businesses. And also as a customer and somebody who is not a business owner, you can support small businesses for free. You can repost, you can uh, recommend them or refer them to a friend or a family member. Um, support is not always money. Uh, money is great and business is great, but support for me, I know as a business owner, when people just send me uh, inspiring text messages or tell me that they referred me to somebody like for me that support is just as much as if not greater than somebody booking me as a stylist so I definitely support smaller businesses more um, and I definitely give more credit to those small businesses and those business owners as well hey should I pay someone to complete my logo and website I'm just starting out and I want everything to be perfect if you were just starting out the answer is no <laughs> The answer is no, that's easy. No, you should not be paying for somebody to make you a website and logo if you are just starting out because you're just starting out. You don't know um, what's to come. You don't know what it is that you're going to be doing. And you don't even know if you're going to continue this. Um, I'm just going to keep it real. Sometimes people want to start a business and then when they actually get going, then they don't want to do it no more. So imagine if you pay for somebody to do all these things for you and you come to the conclusion that you don't want to do this particular business anymore. And now you spend your money for nothing. Um, so I would say wait, wait until you know for sure, for sure, this is something that you are going to stick with, that this is something that is going to be a benefit to you your business um and also to you as well um so there are very easy websites that you can make your own website on there are very very easy software that you can learn um because for me i believe that websites or at least a booking site is necessary for someone with the business okay it's 2022 we are no longer dming to book an appointment we are no longer dming to reserve a product get a website get a booking site you can literally get it for free you don't have to pay for a domain um, which is basically for y'all who don't know a domain is basically your website with a dot com dot org whatever it is um but yeah, there are booking sites and websites out there that you can make for yourself that are free. Do that first. See where your business goes. See if you can budget um, getting your own domain or budget someone else doing that for you if you would like to. And then you can look into people who do websites and logos and things like that. But do it on your own first. Don't don't spend money on somebody to do that for you, baby. Don't do that. <laughs> Next question. I'm having so much fun doing this. Thank y'all for sending in your questions. I really do appreciate it. There are so many questions, so I may have to do a part two. Um, so bear with me, y'all, but I'm going to get to all of them, I promise. So <laughs> this next question is, how do you keep going even on your worst days or your hard days? Honestly, um, I keep going by taking a break. I'm not going to lie. I One thing about me, 
baby, I'm going to take me a break. <laughs> I'm going to take a break. I'm going to recuperate and I'm going to come back even stronger. If um you are just really like down, like you are just in creative block, take a break. And when I say take a break, don't take a break and then keep thinking about the business. Don't take a break and keep going back and looking at different things and all this type of stuff. If you're going to take a break, take a complete break. Don't even engage in your business. Take a break and then come back to it. I think that's how I dealt with my worst days or worst times um, is I would just get away from it and then come back. And I found that when I came back, I was more in a clearer space. Um, I understood a little bit more. I um, mean, even the things that I didn't understood, I didn't lose sleep over it no more. Um, so on your hard days, take a break, um, take a serious break from it, come back. And also on your hard days, um, evaluate that, hey, this is the life that I chose. Um, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you're never going to have everything go your way. Um, and you're not always going to complete or achieve the goals that you would like to. So in your hard days, just, hey, this is the life that I chose. This is the life of being an entrepreneur. And am I going, am I going to let circumstance um, determine my business or determine me as a business owner? Um, and you'll be able to get through it. You're going to get through it. It's not going to be hard all the time. Um, and just have fun. Stop taking everything so serious. Oh, don't take everything so serious. Learn to have fun in your business. Learn to um, be flexible in your business, but also embrace every aspect of your business, including the hard days, including the times that you're not getting consistent business. Appreciate that. Thank God for that, because there is going to be one day where you will look back and you will thank God for all of the trials, all of the times that you had to learn. Because again, this is all a learning process and this is all just helping you to become better. So I'm hoping that that helps. I'm hoping that if you are in a hard space right now of not having a lot of business, that um, you really evaluate, really sit back and um, be intentional about your business because I want you to succeed. I want your business to succeed and I want, um, I just want the best for you. Okay, so I'm hoping that that helps. Friends, I believe that support is one of the most valuable things to give to your loved ones, your community, and even local businesses. On my podcast, I want to promote your name and business to my listeners. If you have your own business that you would love to promote on my podcast, email lookswithlayla at gmail.com. In your message, introduce me to you, your business, and other important notes you want to include in your advertisement. This is for you if you are a new fitness trainer, if you sell organic skin products, started your own clothing line, or your own hair business. Again, email lookswithlayla at gmail.com. That's lookswithlaila at gmail.com. And let's continue to grow together and support each other. All right, I'll be waiting to hear from you. So my question is, since it's Black History Month, how do you think the black community can do a better job at supporting each other in our businesses rather than putting money into these bigger corporations that see their buyers as more of an order number rather than a customer? Ooh, 
Also, as a Black-owned business, have you had experiences where people of color try to get a special deal out of you or tell you your prices are too high? Mm. I'm asking because as a Black business owner myself, I've had a few of these experiences and it's honestly so disheartening to me. It kind of feels, it kind of makes me feel, excuse me, like they don't think my product is worth what it really is. Whew! Honestly, this question literally just wraps up everything I just talked about. Um, number one, how can people support or how can the black community do a better job at supporting each other in our businesses? Um, you can do better at supporting a black business by being truthful in your support, number one. Are you supporting me because you genuinely want to see my business grow? Or are you supporting me just because it's the cool thing to do? You know what I mean? Um, also, as someone who is wanting to support Black-owned businesses, support all of Black-owned businesses. I cannot stress this enough. Don't only support one particular business because you see a lot of people repost them. No, support every Black business. Support the Black business that has 15,000 followers and support the Black business that only has 50 followers. Support the Black business that is luxury-based and support the Black business that um, has more of your everyday type of products. Support all of black business, okay? Um, be truthful in your support, but also buy from them. I know I just said earlier that support is free and you can support them in free ways, but the true support is as a business owner, you have to get orders. You have to get people to buy from you. So buy from these people that you are reposting. Um, buy from them and give them a note of encouragement. I know on my website, I have um, order notes where people can leave order notes to specify different things or if they just want to type something. But even if um, they don't necessarily have a space on the website that you can leave them a comment, uh, find their Instagram and send them an inspiring message because those things help us to keep going. And those messages, I always go back and look at them. And sometimes I even get teary eyed because they really, really do help. So you can support people in that way too. I totally agree with the larger corporations um, and, and what you're saying when it comes to larger corporations only seeing customers as an order number versus a smaller business seeing their customers as an actual relationship. Again, as a customer, you are paying for the entire experience. You are not just paying for a drop of a drop of, a, I don't know, skin oil or whatever that you're paying for that entire experience and also as a business owner you have to give your customer the entire experience don't just you know what i'm saying don't ever let a customer buy from you and you don't send back a message don't ever let a customer book with you and you don't you don't give them something to take back you know what i'm saying you want people to connect with you people will buy and support things and people that they can relate and connect to. If you don't give them anything to relate to, they're not going to come back. So do not ever let a customer or client leave away from you without you giving something back. Aside from the product, aside from the service, give them something that they can take away, whether that's um, a conversation that you had, whether that's um, a new tip of advice that you give them as it pertains to the product or service. Give them something that will make them come back and give them something to not forget you. Have I ever had an experience of someone of color trying to get a special deal out of me or tell me that my prices were too high? Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I have. It's been a while, honestly, but I have had that experience where people have said, you know, when is your next deal or when are you um, going to put a sale on such and such and such? And um, I don't answer those questions. <laughs> I open the text and I say, hey, you can go to my website and purchase that now. And that's how you deal with that. Um, also, as a business owner, um, and for you in particular, 
um, if there are people who are inquiring a deal and everything, um, reiterate your boundaries, reiterate your prices, and reiterate that they're paying for more. But also don't try and compromise either. Stick with your prices because people talk. And if you give a deal for one person, then they're going to tell another person that you gave this to them for, I don't know, let's say $15. And so now that word around town is that, oh, well, if you just ask her, she'll give it to you for cheaper. You know what I mean? So stick to your boundaries, stick to your prices, and stick to your worth as well. Um, and don't be disheartened by this. Honestly, it's all it's all goes into account the entrepreneur experience. Um, but like I said, stay true to your worth. Know that you are... Um, doing this work for good reason and like i said re-strategize be flexible listen to the customer as well because sometimes what they are saying could be truthful about not necessarily your prices but just about the different things that you offer um and take it also with a grain of salt take it and listen to it but don't listen to it to where it overtakes um your overall motivation and your creativeness of being a business owner All right, y'all. So this is the end of part one. I was not expecting these many questions to come in, y'all. Y'all literally flooded me with the questions, but I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. And for all of you all's continued support. So if I got a chance to answer your question on this episode, make sure you get back to me and let me know if what I said helped you or gave you a little bit more insight as it pertains to your question. I really, really try my best to make sure that I gave um, accurate and informational responses, um, but also making sure that I answered every aspect of your questions so if I did not get a chance to answer your question this week make sure you come back because next week I will probably answer that question as well so I am so thankful for you all for listening to the entirety of this episode and make sure that you are following me on your podcast platform that you have given me a rating because that will also help me pop back up on these podcast platforms and it'll help our audience continue to grow okay we want to grow our audience okay so I thank you so much for listening and all right I'll see you on the next episode. Bye, friend.